Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Pat Hilton, the Acoustic Force. I got the man Bryce McKinley in the house today. I got the mother effer of mobile homes, Corey Thompson. And I got baby Ella. Baby Ella's not feeling too well. Normally, she's like jumping off the bed. But today, she's barricaded and watching a cartoon that's on mute. Um, these guys already are chopping into some golden nuggets today on um, leads, lead generation, um, closing deals, doing more wholesales. Wholesaling is super, super popular in the real estate uh, sector right now. So I'm going to give it the uh, platform to you guys and let you guys talk about this because you guys are the experts. Ross, give the people uh, a little history on yourself. I don't know, um, y you know. Me and you have, have, have been around in the same circles and stuff, but I don't, I mean, I've never, I, I really don't know your history. I don't know a lot about how you got into this. Um, you know, I'm I just, I don't know a lot. Introduce yourself to the people, uh, let them know who you are and where you're from and, and what you got going on. I appreciate that. Thank you, Pat, for hosting this. And Corey, thank you for, for you guys bringing this together. First and foremost, I appreciate you guys, um, my name is Bryce McKinley. Uh, a lot of my followers and friends call me Coach Sharpen. Uh, if you're watching this and it's in reverse, this is actually not a not a camera trick. The, the writing on my hat is backwards. And so that way, when I go live like I do pretty frequently, it, it shows up the right way. And so it's an acronym that stands for selflessly helping already persons eager for nurturing. And it's also biblical to where as iron sharpens iron, so does one another for his friends. And, and so a little bit about me, I have made most of my money, honestly, in the car business. At 17, I was facing two murder charges and I had a lot on my plate. I was running with the wrong crowd. I got off on some technicalities and my uncle said, you're going to come work for me. Literally grabbed me by the ear and put me into detail cars at the dealership that he was managing now at 17 when you see all this flashy money and all these guys hustling in nice suits and driving nice cars and all you've ever done is hustle on the streets and, and you know that you could probably do it better you're begging for an opportunity so that's what i did i begged my uncle for an opportunity month after month and then one snowy december day he put me in the dealership and he brought me in the dealership from the from the wash bay. And he said, if you sell a car today, I'll put you on the team. Well, three hours later and two test drives for my husband and wife, I two vehicles my first day and the next day I was selling cars. Now, the reason why that's important is because between 17 and 19, I would become the number one car salesman in the world. Where most car salesmen are selling 12 to 15 cars a month, I'm pushing 45, 50 cars a month and getting entered into these national competitions where they do like mock test drive, walk around, where you point out pictures and benefits as if you were in a real transaction. It's graded by your peers, and there's over 500,000 applicants that get into this every year within the motor vehicle industry. Nobody's ever done it twice. However, between 17 and 22, I've been there four times to nationals through the sectional, regional, and national rank. I've won it twice, and I've gotten second place twice. Now, that's important because I put me on the radar for Ford Corporate, and at 22, I was averaging, I had up my average, I was averaging around 70 to 75 cars a month, and they pulled me out of my dealership 
Oh, we lost him. We lost him. He's back. Oh, He's, back. He's back. He's back. So anyway, you were <laughs> averaging a lot of sales. Yeah, I was I was having fun. I didn't know what I was doing. It was a bunch of God-given abilities and natural talent. I loved the money, and the car business was just fun. I mean, there was drugs and alcohol, women, and nice cars. What could go wrong, right? Everything, How right? At 22, when you're making a couple million dollars a year selling cars and living that fast life, I wasn't paying attention to what was what was important. And I, I had I had a wife at the time who, who had well, she lost the baby, and she went into this deep depression. And all I knew how to do was work. And so Ford had recruited me out of my dealership. I'm traveling all over the world teaching a very simple five-step process to a conversation and it was fun i got contracted with not only ford who i started with but nissan and then tyco corporation adt home alarms we all know who they are yeah. being in the real estate business they also asked me to come work for them and so i had three six-figure contracts well in excess of million dollars a year traveling the world and due to the depression that my wife was facing at the time i wasn't focused on her as much as i was just providing i was being that provider that most of us men we just want to go out and work and hustle right wasn't being the husband that i needed to be and, and so my story in real estate really starts friday june 13th 2008 because you see, my wife's mom was my Sunday school teacher growing up. And she and I had this very close relationships. She was like my Bonnie, I was Clyde. We were just doing life together. She had a couple businesses. But because of the stress, depression, and anxiety, I got a phone call. And I uh, left the office to come home to my wife and killed herself. Oh, wow. And, man, I lost it. Between 2008 and 2010, I squandered every penny that we had ever saved assets, two companies between my company and she had a daycare uh, with a couple sites, lost everything. I moved up to the Northwoods of Wisconsin. I met some beautiful Italian girl and March of 2010 found out that she was pregnant. Now that would be the pivotal point. It was a couple weeks after St. Patrick's Day. I don't remember the exact date. That would be the pivotal point when we found out that we were pregnant that I sobered up. And so I've been sober since March, 2010. Wow. I still have. Congratulations, dude. Thank you, brother. I know that's important to you. And that's why what you and I shared the other day is, is important to yeah, me as well. For sure. I, I was on this path of destruction and, and we ended up moving to Texas or the Dallas area with this contract with Tyco training their new dealer program on this new homeowner uh, package that I had implemented into their sale process. We had access to MLS and, and we're pulling new homes that have closed and within 30 days we're knocking their doors. We're out knocking doors rather than most salesmen that are going door to door like alarm sales. We were actually going from new home sold to new home sold, and we called it Pinpoint, and literally took like the number two or 300 dealer on their list with this program. They trusted the process, fully implemented it, and now they're the largest ADT dealer in the country. And so I had wow. some great success in corporate America. However, living in Texas, it made it hard for drugs and alcohol to implement our into our lives. And... Because I found out the hard way that my son's mom 
hadn't given that up and she was sneaking pills and cocaine behind my back. And I came home one day and this was like, I think January or February, maybe March somewhere in there, the very first couple months of the year. And uh, my little baby boy is just a few months old, was playing around, crawling and moving around on the floor. Um, and she had OD'd and there's pills all over. Oh, well, that, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. That wasn't going to be in my life. And so I picked him up. I went and packed a backpack. I did what everybody in Roughneck would probably do. I set him back down in the pills and took a bunch of pictures and made it look worse, you know? And uh, that was a Friday. On Monday, I filed for custody of my son. Now, is this the son that I met at the meetup? It is. Oh, wow. It is. So, so she Ashton, survived the overdose. Yes, she did. Okay, that's cool, guys. Yeah. All right. I thought she was dead this whole time. No, no, I'm sorry. So his mom is still alive. She ended up doing some pretty hard time. It wasn't in his life for several, several years. She's back in his life. They talk on the phone and all of that. But see, Cranston, Cranston has some disabilities that most people wouldn't recognize because of our discipline and our routines that we get into. And my son... He, he was never even supposed to speak, and now he speaks on stages with me all over the world. And so that little boy saved my life. I say that because what got me into real estate was over the next six to nine months while I'm fighting for custody, apparently she had access to my account that I wasn't aware of. Oh, and not wow. only my own attorney, but I paid for hers as well, and I still got sole custody. Now, the reason why that's important is because she drained me in about – Nine months into this ordeal, I'd gotten kicked out of my hotel. I lost the contract with Tyco, and I'm sleeping in my car. So for about six to nine months, I'm absolutely homeless, sleeping in my car at the base of a water tower in McKinney, Texas. And I had had enough. I'll never forget the day, September 28, 2011, the same 40 cal that sits right over here. Well, it's over here today. It's normally next to my bed. I put it in my mouth and I pulled the trigger three times. What happened? It jammed. It hasn't jammed since and it never jammed before. And that's when I knew that there was a higher power. I knew that I wasn't in full control when I submitted to that. Matter of fact, I call that higher power. I call him God, Jesus, whatever you, you want to call it if you're a Christian. But that night, just like Moses in the desert or, you know, Jesus out in the wilderness, I wrestled with God. I'm yelling and screaming, like, why am I going through this more and more? And I finally just gave up. And so if y'all follow me, I have a hashtag that says sold out coaching and mentoring because I gave my life to Christ that night. And he, I heard the audible voice of God say through my son, who was never supposed to speak, which is creepy still to this day, even to think about, but I heard him say, everything's going to be okay, daddy. And I turned around and he was asleep. It's the same voice that I hear today uh, when I talk to my son. So I told God to show up. The next Ella's day. Ella's clapping back here. Ella's clapping for you back here. Nice. Thank you, Ella. <laughs> Give it to God. I love it. I love that. So that next morning, I, I woke up and I'm just like, all right, let's do this. God, show up. You said right. you would. Right. In an hour of me waking up, I had an apartment complex call me, or I had an old client call me, excuse me. They found an old invoice and they owed me 20 grand. 
And this is how God works in my life because I think that he has a pretty sick sense of humor. If you don't know that, look around. There's some funny people around. But they froze my bank account because of the big transaction. Right. I was going to ask about that. $1,000 over the next nine to 10 months. But even better, an hour or two after that initial phone call and that transfer, I had an apartment complex call me and say, hey, I was just wondering if you're still looking for a place. We've got a one bedroom open up. And so I had money in the bank, not a lot, because I only had about $2,000 in a one bedroom <laughs> apartment with bills to pay. And so over the next you know, year, nine months to a year, I would hustle, do odds and end jobs. And I found a real estate company that was looking for acquisition managers. And you see, I was fired for the first and last time at eight years old. And I had a paper out because I was eight, you're supposed to be 10, I got fired. Well, I, knew, I vowed that I would never do that again. I didn't want to work for these guys. So I proposed that I become a partner with my sales and NLP techniques, their processes and new systems in with the lead flow that I would create and the deal flow. Matt, can you mute your mic? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Keep going, Bryce. I appreciate you guys. So they offered me a position. I offered them a partnership. They laughed at me. And a week later, they called me back and asked me, they said, if you can do 10 transactions, we'll provide the leads. We'll, we'll talk about this partnership. And that first month, I did 23 wholesale closing funded transactions. So how does that money split out on that? When you do those 23, it's a partnership. Are you getting a portion? Are you getting the whole deal? Like when, when I think we don't wholesale, I mean, we're not, we're not big wholesalers. Um, but obviously, um, whenever we do like I, last month, we say we spent $6,000 on marketing. I expect to make a hundred thousand dollars off of that six, right? It doesn't come back in the same month. Obviously that yeah. $6,000 in marketing comes back over the next three months because right now on our board, we've got title issues. We, I mean, we've got stuff that, that we've been trying to track down airs on for two months. You know what I mean? That's the kind of shit that happens when you're in this business. When you do 23, right, you get 23 all the way across the finish line and get monetize it. Y'all split the money or do you, you know, how much of that is yours at that point? Yeah. In time? yeah. And that's a great question. You see, they had a full blown real estate brokerage on the retail side. And this was a separate company that they made me a partner in. And so it was a percentage. It was just as if I was doing a commission. Um, but unlike your typical commissions where you work as acquisitions, I had a higher percentage. So I was between uh, 20 and 35%, depending on the number of, and volume, right. plus uh, an equation of the, the spread. So if it was a $10,000 assignment, it was like 15%. If it was a $35,000 assignment, it was, you know, 20%. But if it was right. 50 or more, I was getting 30% or something like that. I don't have the numbers in my head no, right no, now. I know, I know. I, I just think, I just think numbers are important. When, when, when yeah. it, like in this business, like I, I'm a numbers guy. When I, when, when, when numbers come at me, I'm like, I, I, that's what I eat up in this. Like, and I'm not even that good at math. I'm just, for me, like we just did a hotel deal we only made $3,100. We're actually going to pay, you know, $1,600 or $1,550 or whatever it is, whatever half of 31 is to the girl that I was trying to show, hey, all you got to do is drive down the street, use this app, and you can send me these leads and I'll close them and I'll split the deal with you. I'm trying to show her that. We get this yeah. one in escrow. We get it closed. We buy it. We get it listed. There's interest, whatever. 
and she doesn't go find another lead. You know what I mean? She doesn't go. She doesn't. Go, she doesn't download the app. She doesn't find another lead. She's about to get her first payday, but she's already behind on getting her next payday because yeah. you know the the next payday would have came the next day. You know what I mean? Had she gone and done the the one thing that you can do, which is drive down the street, open your eyes and look and say, "Oh, that house looks like shit." You know what I mean? Anybody can do that. Anybody can start with that. Um, but she didn't do it, so so she doesn't have a next payday until probably another. 30 to 60 days down the road if she found a deal right now. Um, I don't, well, and that's We have two hours quick, in that deal, which was the point I was going to make. Quick, there's an opportunity, real quick, there's an opportunity for a nugget there because I hear what you're saying, and this it sounds like we both agree on Best time to get a deal. Pat, you got you to gotta mute your, your mic. You're, you're, you're cutting us out. Like, I can't hear Bro. My microphone is <laughs> muted, people. You it's guys not. just keep on going. <laughs> so, it, what I was gonna, what I was gonna say, and it sounds like Corey, you and I agree. For you guys watching this, make sure you share this out and tag somebody because this is a nugget. If you're just getting started, the best time to get a deal is right after you just got that last one. If you're already in that moment, you got a deal, and you know it's contract, and you know it's gonna fund. Go get another one. Don't right. wait for the payday and then say you'll get one when you get broke because it's going to be a month or two. God forbid there's title issues. We've got we've got nine or ten deals on our board that'll probably never close because of title issues. Where right. uh, you know we had a we had a great duplex in Fort Worth. We were going to buy it for fifty thousand dollars. Could not could not could not get the the title clear. No 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 attorney now. We couldn't get the seller to sell it to us for 10 so we could have more time to do all the publications and everything it would take to get that title clear. But if we'd got that title clear, we could have we could have listed that house for 135 as it sat, as it sat and made a good chunk of money. On the flip side of that, we bought a RV park for 150 that we're probably about to sell for 400,000. You know what I mean? So, I mean it's 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 having deals, you know, I wholesale. I'm not I am not a, a wholesaler. I do not, um, I do not put things out for assignment. I don't like the snakiness of the business. I don't like the the mentality of this is going to be easy, and then people find out it's hard. So now you blast out a deal. Now I now I found it hard. I can't I can't communicate with sellers. So I'm gonna go to your seller and I'm gonna ruin your deal. Even though I can't close the deal, I'm gonna go around you and try to try to get your deal from you. You know what I mean? I'm gonna go direct to your seller. Now I got a seller that's contacting me saying. Hey, I got somebody that just came by here and offered me more money. I want out of your contract, and now I've got to face: do I do I go to legal? Do I, you know, do, do I go to court? Do I sue? All that stuff takes time. Like I'm, I'm not the best at utilizing my time. But the one thing I do love about my time is I get paid when I sleep. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the the when we bring a lead in, we 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 evaluate it, we make our offer, we buy it. We pay our lender. Our lender makes money. Our lender wants to give us more money. You know what I mean? And then I list it. A real estate agent's doing the disposition. I don't have any more time in that deal. You know, 90% of the time I have less than two hours in a deal total. You know what I mean? And I don't have to worry about anything because right now I've got deals that are going to pay us $100,000 that I could try to assign and make a, a big assignment fee on, right? But somebody's just going to try to go around me. You know what I mean? That's the nature of the business in the hot markets. At least that's my experience. I don't, I don't, you, you do virtually. So you've got, you've got even more dynamics and more chances for 
somebody to come in and snake a deal. I mean, how do you how do you how do you negotiate that? How do you how do you uh, navigate that rough water? Because that's that's something I never understand from the wholesaling side of things. So I, I'm glad you asked that, Corey, because there is a bad stigma. I mean, we're we're the armpit in the wholesale world. We're the, the armpit of real estate. I've heard that said from agents all over. And one of the things that I do, I take business with a lot of pride. I, my name is important. My reputation is important because I know what can happen when you ruin that reputation. And so, you know, we never put anything on your contract if it doesn't make sense and it's not profitable for our end buyer. But we also have systems and processes in place where those snakes don't get in our deals because of how we show the property, the systems that we put in place, how we take our offers. And those are things that I, I love teaching, you know, even my students because they put a deal out there and they say, yeah, go look at it. And, or they put the address out there and now they've got every Tom, Dick and Harry showing up and you're setting yourself up for failure. But how do you show a property without, without giving them access to the seller? Cause I mean, look, we all know how to skip trace somebody now. It's become yeah, way me, too common knowledge. Let me answer. We do a silent auction. So what I do is I pull up this window. So like this show is from two to four and it's always supervised. So whether, you know, in the beginning stages back you know, six years ago, five, six years ago when we started, we would be there ourselves. Or when we started scaling six, seven months in because of the volume, we had delegated that out. We work with a lot of veterans or struggling. We train them for a week on what's expected. They've got a notepad in hand. This is gold nugget, you guys. This is the only reason why we have like 99% close rate and don't get skated and snaked because we do a silent auction. So I've got a tablet or a notepad with somebody that and out there and dude i'm just telling you your, your microphone's not muted like it's, it's when, bro when, when the microphone's talking, volume is off dude it's it, it it's not muted like when ella gets to gets to talking it cuts bryce out and i can't even cool that's i'll just i'll just unplug it i'll unplug it keep going all right so long story short, we do a supervised showing with check-in. So I know who's going to the property. We don't give an address unless they've given us their name, phone number, and email. And once they get to the property, if they make it to the property, then there's, you know, there's expectations that are obviously set with the seller um, in those conversations. But then we have someone acting as a liaison between that potential buyer and the seller or the sellers asked to leave, go get lunch. We'll pay for lunch or something like that. And they leave. Now that's not to say that someone can't come back around, but the odds of that happening when I know who's out there, I know who's marketing that property. I know who's looked at it. I've got it narrowed down to four or five guys. And after you do deals that have money on them for both parties and it's a win-win, they won't really want to burn you and escape you. No, no. They, they don't want to skate you, but here's here's what happens. Here's here's it's never the guy you know that does that. Here's what happens: somebody sends me a deal that don't match my criteria, right? So I'm like, hey, I'm gonna send it to, you know, maybe I got maybe I got a group of people. I'm like, somebody just sent me a deal and such and such. Here's the numbers, this and that, right? And somebody pops in the comment section and says, what's the address? Here's the address. Now the snakes all have it on a public forum. You know what I mean? And it wasn't something that I was doing maliciously. I was trying to offer it to somebody, you know, hey, I just got this sent to me if you're interested. 
And now everybody's converging on that property. Now it, it's not something, it's not something that I'm scared of or, or whatever. I just, when it comes to scaling and doing, how many wholesale deals do you do a month right now? So technically right now I've dialed it down for the last two months. I haven't done anything in two months because okay. I'm focused on something else personally as the company, I just recently separated from that, that company because of some conflict of interest and how they were treating their right. sellers boys. Uh, great people. I just didn't agree with their vision. Uh, but my five-year average when I left there was 50-plus. It was like 53.1 deals per month. And that's virtually in multiple markets. That is right here in DFW. That's right there in DFW. What? What? Okay, Completely so virtual. That's that's like that's like new western that's like uh, what's the other one oh, yeah, I, I would just say you know about 40 to 50 percent of their deals they bought from us that's how good our properties were under contract right. because of the negotiations right but the, all of those deals like so if i'm doing if i'm doing 100 deals in dfw a month okay and and it, i've got to scale that team out i've got uh, basically i'm managing people at this point in time like i'm not i'm not you know, I might, I might jump on the phone and, and negotiate a lead. I might, I might, you know, handle some hard stuff. But at this point in time, to do that kind of volume, um, I mean, we all know a lead is a lead, but every every sales price doesn't make a deal a deal. You know what I mean? Somebody's no. got to negotiate that price down to where it makes sense. If you've got somebody that wants full retail and their property's in good condition, it's very rare that you're going to get them down to 40 50%. No matter how good of a negotiator you are, you can't build the value of that offer down to that point. And you're almost wasting your time to try to, you know what I mean? You're almost better off finding that person that does have that motivation. So the sheer volume of doing those kind of numbers means that you've got to get, you know, you've got to get two to 3000 addresses into the bottom of that funnel. Right. And you got to have people pick through it. How do y'all, how do y'all do that in a, in a company like that? I mean, what's the churn like? Because if I'm, if I'm a small guy and I get hired, right. As soon as I figure out a little bit about your system, I go implement it on my own. Now I'm doing three deals on my own. I'm knocking down $100,000 a month. You know what I mean? Like, how do you keep that from happening? Um, it seems like the pie gets divided awfully small at all avenues. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like so, you know, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a lot of questions that I hear there, Corey. But well, I'll there's just a bunch of questions because I, I, I'm, I'm trying to make sense of it in my mind. When, when I think about my three or four deals a month, right? If, if I can turn thirty to a hundred thousand dollars on the deals, that's great. But in reality, sometimes it's five thousand dollars a deal. But twenty thousand dollars a month is still a healthy amount of money for anybody in this business. If I take on a cold caller, if I take on, if I try to scale this up to another ten deals a month, my margin goes down. Right? I've got to disc, I've got to negotiate a, a deeper discount to keep my margin up. Right? I've got to train all these people. Now, as I get these people trained, what do they do? They break off and go on their own. And I think that's the biggest problem that people have with scaling this business. I think, you know, people want to do it. They want to scale it. But as soon as they get somebody trained up, they're, they're out the other side of the business. Was that a so let me, let's, let me address. Let me address that then. So that said, how you keep them from doing that is how you treat them. One, I wouldn't tell acquisition manager A how my distance works, nor would I tell them how my marketing works. I hired you to do acquisitions and simply close deals. 
My cold callers, they don't understand what the acquisition persons are doing. And my dispositions, they couldn't be as skilled as my acquisition people. So they all, each and every one of them have their role. It's just like, you know, putting something together, putting a car together. Every bolt has a purpose and every purpose or every bolt needs that oil and fine tune. And so it's, it's having the system in place or the process and knowing who to delegate and who to implement but also make sure how you're nurturing those people. And so if you're a one-person operation and you bring on a second person, how are you going to manage and nurture that person? Are you going to give them 100% of your business or are you only going to have them do this role so that way it creates a good problem? So now you get to hire another person to put in here. The sooner you can hire and delegate, the sooner you can step out of your business and work on it and not in and that's the key. No, no, I, no, I agree. Like, I mean, look, we're we're there. Can I just say we are? Can I just say we're live on live, dropping some massive <laughs> value. <laughs> well, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm sitting in front of our office where at the at the end of the office, Whitley's currently leasing houses. She's owner financing houses. She's she's burning down the phone at one end. Um, yeah. Sitting in the middle, Robin's paying all the bills. A little bit down, uh, Diana's sitting there right now wondering where my receipts are they're piled up in this console she's you know got to do the bookkeeping she's wondering where it's out at the other end jacob's looking at everything going okay we're gonna have four hundred thousand dollars of capex coming out we need to, to raise money we need to do this i'm sitting out in my car i'm on a podcast when i get done with here i'm gonna go meet contractors everybody has their role right like, I don't think Whitley's going to leave tomorrow and, and start doing wholesaling. I don't think Diana's going to leave tomorrow and start doing wholesaling. But I wouldn't want to hold him back from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if Diana, if, if Whitley said, hey, I want to know, I want to know the other part of this business. I want to step out on my own and live the entrepreneurial dream. How do, how can somebody who's living that dream, me, tell them or deny them that? You know what I mean? So, so that's that's why I separated from that partnership. Just so you know, because they. They would not allow one of our acquisition persons to buy one of our properties and flip it because they were worried about something going awry and it coming back on them, and they were holding them back. That was the icing on the cake and, and one of the many. And, that's, and, and for me, like you know, because this is a, this is, I I love this business. I the, over the last year, what I learned about this business, and you're probably experiencing this too. I'm 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 relevant. To a certain degree, but really in the big scheme of things, I'm a fucking tick on a dog's ass. I'm nobody, right? Like what what I'm out trying to do is I'm trying to buy rental properties. I, I just got off the phone with my dad. I was sitting at the bank, got off the phone with my dad, good friend of ours, good friend from my childhood, good friend of my dad's. Um, he's in between my dad's and mine's age, like probably split 50-50. So maybe he's in his 40s. Maybe, maybe he's in his 40s. I don't really know. But, but He's got daughters the same age as my daughter. So he's he's got young kids, four of them. Gets a headache, can't shake it, goes to the doctor, got brain cancer, probably isn't going to live another two months. This man makes $400,000 a year. And in, and in your mind, when you're making $400,000 a year, tomorrow tomorrow is always guaranteed. You know what I mean? You're making the 400000 and you're able to invest it in the things that you want to invest it into. Maybe it's more notoriety. Maybe it's more trying to grow a brand, whatever it is, trying to grow a business. To me, when not, when, if, if you're doing that, if you're growing a brand and you're, and you're, and you're injected into that business so much into the DNA of that business, that whenever you find out you got brain cancer, you got two months to live. Now your kids are suffering. You know what I mean? 
because that business dies the moment that you die. No more income comes in. You can't go out and sell when you're dead. You can't do any of the things that we are, are accustomed to doing. There's way more money in wholesaling and wholesaling by far. But guess what? The rent still do after I'm dead. And the four people in this office can run that business without me being here every day. The business might not yeah. grow at the same rate without me out chirping and talking and buying and negotiating. But the business will run without me here. And Emery's in the office, too. And she's in there probably playing on an iPad, if I know her. She's unsnaked somebody out of some technology. But she will be she will be looked looked after. Everybody will take care of her. She, yeah. she won't have her dad. And that'll be, you know, I, I, I was at that wedding the other day. I, I mean, it made me emotional knowing that my buddy had brain cancer, wasn't going to get to watch walk his daughter down that aisle. But sitting there with my daughter, as she took a, such an attention to every detail and asking questions and inquisitive, and you just know she's building this moment up in her mind at five years old, the day that she's going to get married. You know what I mean? I want to be there. But even if I can't be there, if I'm dead, I want the party to be the biggest fucking party on planet Earth. I want to get like a picture of me with like fucking angel wings and I'm breathing fire. You know what I mean? And and I want that. I want her to not have to worry about money in college and stuff like that. So that's why I built this business this way. You get what yeah. I'm saying? If I'm going to try to hold somebody else back from that, if I'm going to sit here and, and, and scale a business and everything else, and you got people like Witherspoon that is like my right-hand dude now, you know what I mean? He's doing yeah. his first property to get passive income. If Witherspoon came to me right now and said, I want to buy this RV park because it's going to – it's going to provide income after I die for my family. And that's what I want. I couldn't hold him back from that. You know what I mean? If Witherspoon no. wants to know how I put I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. And I don't mean to stop you. I don't, I don't understand where you're going there. And and I get on these because I want to add value to the viewers, not to no, get no, to know. I know, I know, I know what you're saying. Well, well but, but if I'm, so you're teaching people how to scale to a hundred, a hundred wholesale deals a month, right? Like you, uh, can, you can, you can, you can, if I pay Bryce McKinley money, you're going to teach me how to do 100 wholesale deals a month, right? I'm going to give you all of the tools. I'm not going to claim to be have the work ethic, but I'm going to give you all the tools. I but, give but, you a but we know we know Corey Thompson has the work ethic. So if yeah. I pay you money, you're going to give me all. Uh, you're going to give me negotiations. You're going to give me every every ounce of it, right? Absolutely. Every every script, all the contracts. A free lead generating software right now, on average, is generating 40 to 50 leads a day. A CRM to manage those leads, time scheduling tools, affirmations, right? everything, a role play, one-time one investment. You're a lifetime member, so anytime you have questions, there's never an upsell. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why I did this, Corey, when I formed business because I've always been a consummate business consultant or coach. It pissed me off when I came into this industry and I didn't realize that I had what I had. I didn't realize that 10 transactions my first month in was a big deal. And I went in and did 23. I didn't realize, you know, up until I think a year and a half ago when Propelio like, you're doing what? And I showed him my checks and HUDs that they're like, oh, you got to come on. You know, it's like, I didn't realize I did what I did. And when I realized that, I'm like, shit, everybody needs to know. And when I seen all these other coaches and mentors out there getting one or two students a quarter that maybe get one check and you never hear from them again, I've got students out there getting four or five deals every single week from Japan 
into Houston, calling from Japan. I've got a client that's in China because he has an no, eBay I, business I know, I know calling that. into Greenville, you know? And so I've proven that my system works. Now, are these guys doing 100 deals? No, because they don't have a million dollars in the bank like my former partners to when we had problems to add more implementation scalable system. What, but, but shit, 25, 30 deals a month, my top three producers are crushing it. So, so people ask me questions all the time, and, and they assume I know everybody. They assume right. that, that me and you are friends. They, you know, right now I've made it to a point where I've, I've, I've kind of ran across the snaky people in the business. Like the people that come in, they ride around with you. They hang out with you for a day. And then, and then they want to steal your system or whatever. But that doesn't bother me. Like, it doesn't bother me because I'm buying in Coleman, Texas. Nobody else is buying in Coleman, Texas. I, I've, got, I've got a skill set that I can go into any market, make me a couple of bucks, and then I'm going fishing with my daughter. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not, I, I don't want to make a million dollars a month. I don't care if I make a million dollars a month. It's not on my goals list. Like all of my goals lists are people related. It has no monetary anything. Like it's all about the people in this office. It's all about our lenders. It's all about our partners. Like I make $1,300 a month. I do not, I do not feed in the lifestyle. I'm not a minimalist. I'm not a hippie. I don't, you know, it's none of that. It's just, right. if I, if I, if I, if I was to take $5,000 a month, the, the extra 4000 or $3,700 is another employee I can set in this office to do leasing. You know what I mean? So why would I want to handicap the company like that? I wouldn't do it. I would, if, you know, as we add to passive income, we add another employee. I've ran across everybody. Everybody assumes I know you. Everybody wants me to promote their system. Like I've got, I've got all these other social media influencers that don't know shit about, I don't know shit about e-commerce. I don't know shit about Spotify. Why would I put them in the group? You know what I mean? Why would, why would I put them in the group and say, this is the motherfucker you need to call if you want a Spotify store. But I see people leveraging influencers in all aspects and trying to leverage what they think I'm an influencer. So they want to leverage my my following. I get yeah. questions every day, right? A lot of the questions, at least from, from my side, about you, I don't have answers to. You know what I mean? If somebody asked me, Bryce McKinley says he's done 2,500 deals. He says he made $17,000 a deal. That's $44 million, right? We yeah. can all do that math. Everybody in the sun can do that math. How do I answer that question? How do I how do I say, well, you know, whatever. The only way I can do it is by getting you on the podcast and finding out about your business. You know what I mean? That's it. Like, like that's that's the only way. So how do you how do you answer that question when people have read that in the comment section? That's all they know about you is that you're yeah. the world's number one wholesaler. You've done twenty five hundred deals. You've made seventeen thousand dollars a deal. That's forty four million dollars. And now they're wanting to hire you. You know what I mean? Because they're 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 looking to me. They're wanting to hire me, and I'm like, I don't. I'm not for hire, but yeah. I know people who are. What do you think about Bryce McKinley? I'm like, well, and then they tell me your stats, and I'm like, well, that's 44 million dollars. I would ask them about the 44 million. That's where I would start with that conversation. Do you? Get I'll, that I'll tell you right now. now. I'll, I'll stop you right now. I don't have 44 million dollars in the bank. I was I was a very small partner, as we discussed in the part the previous part yeah. that created this machine. I don't ever hide that. I don't deny it. And the other thing that I would say is I've never shown a check. I've just started doing an ad campaign that we're about to do some paid ads to push the other gurus, gurus, whatever you guys call them, no, no, out no, no, because no. I don't believe in that. But I just thumbed up 
literally about three months worth of checks and you can't fake checks. Now, do I have all the HUDs? No, because I was a partner in another company that I parted ways, but this is about three months worth of checks and there's a lot of them. I'll just say that. Now, that said, the opposing side of that is don't just take my word for it. Go to the wholesalingholygrail.com and look at what other people are experiencing with implementing this process. There's one of Pat's friends is on there. Uh, Pat, what's the guy's name? That uh, the speaker, the, the speaker. We can hear you. Oh, Matt. No. Yeah, we can't hear you. We've been la, 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 la. I can't hear anything. We can hear you. I don't know we why. Can hear you, bud. I got, I so got I, the sick baby. She's about, Maddox, correct? I think so. No, right? No, or is it Marshall? Marshall Gillen. Yeah. Is Marshall so is on? Marshall, Marshall's on the side, right? Marshall is Marshall a customer of yours? So on wholesaling Holy Grail, Marshall is not on there as far oh, as I okay. know. Okay. Okay. He did, he did an interview here in my office because he does uh, marketing and funnels and stuff like that. And right. we hired him as the coach to come in and show us how to do click funnels. Oh, like, really? of course, I'm not tech savvy, but I knew oh. I've known Marshall because I followed him for two or three years. Um, He's a nice guy. Person, yeah. yeah him, him and Pat go, him and Pat go way back, but that he was anyways, Pat was telling me that I needed to reach out to him. And said that y'all had done business together, and that, that he thought he might be getting into real estate. But I don't, I don't know. I don't. I, I when it comes all yeah, I know stuff, Marshall's never done real estate before. You know what I mean? No, he, he hasn't. He has coached other real estate companies to build their marketing and stuff like right. that. Um, and and so he has that experience. One of his business partners oh, has a a homeless shelter for trafficked kids in, in the sex slave industry in Mexico. And they're huge San Diego. Um, yeah. The international uh, hearts or whatever they're called. Right. Yeah. yeah they're, they're founders of that are huge real estate investors. And Marshall's been around it just like Pat's been around it. He knows just enough to talk about it, but Marshall's not in real estate. Right. He, he'll yeah. talk about how badass the system is based on what he's seen from everybody else. Cause he was in our office and we opened the books and showed him everything. Right. That's good. That's well. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not, I can't, I'm me and Pat, we're, we're small fries. Well, Pat knows everybody. Pat knows all the, all the social media influencers. When I get called yeah, a social media influencer, that. I'm like, if y'all, if y'all are following me for influence on social media, you need, you need to follow somebody who's good at social media. Cause I'm not good at social media. Like all I'm doing is what I got to do every day. And I just go live whenever I do it and talk shit. Well, and that's why people like Corey because Corey's busy doing the work. That's why they like you. Corey's busy doing the work. That's why people follow this page. Corey doesn't have a Bentley that he drives around in or fancy suits. We got the sound cutting out. My baby's sick. I didn't make an excuse <laughs> and say, let's reschedule. We're going to work through the technical difficulties and do the damn work. You know, because people's time is expensive. And that's where we got in. That's where we got in on roasting gurus. And I'll just say it straight up. I did this epic mastermind event with all these people that are legit. Billy Jean's legit. Caleb Maddox is legit. And they filled in the cracks with a bunch of fake guru bullshitters. And it pissed people off when I started speaking up about it. But guess who the authority is on being on the damn stages? Pat fucking Hilton. 
Because I've been there and I've done that. And if people don't like it, they can kiss my ass because they haven't stood in front of 10,000 people and played the stages. Well, see, and now everybody, everybody's running scared now because they pissed off the funny song guy. <laughs> they pissed off the funny song guy. But this is, this is, you know, from, from our side of things. Like, so we want to like, help people make money. That's why you're on the show. It. Like, so, so we want people winning. People, people, Roughneck to Real Estate is a funny ass group, right? It's just a goofy ass group where we do, and we we have a lot of knowledgeable ass people in there about real estate. They jump in the comment section, they help somebody with title issues. You know what I mean? Like if I'm paying you to coach and I've got title issues, you're gonna help me scrub that title? Like are you gonna help me get in touch with the right person to scrub that title? Because that there, there's bigger margins. I'm telling you right now, there are deals on my board. I've got, I've got, I can't get the payoff from a 1986 owner finance buyer, you know, owner finance seller. Let me ask you, Corey, why do you feel that you can't get the payoff? Is it the cooperation with the seller? No, it's not. They didn't put, they didn't put a a, a maturity date on the deed of trust. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you in on this, on on a little, little title issue gold nugget coming at you right now. If they put a mature date on the deed of trust, so let's say that mature date is 1997 and that, it matures four years later, that deed of trust is null, null and void. If they right. foreclose within that four years, it's over with. But if there's no damn mature date, if there's no mature date, guess what? Now you've got to find out who the hell Tom was and why he owner financed his house. And you got to go to the deed records and you got to look him up and then you got to get all of his heirs to sign off or you got to go through the court system to get it done. To go through the court system to get it done, it's going to take you about 10 grand. But all of this is just leverage in a negotiation against the seller that wants X number of dollars for a house. But now, look, I will give you $3,000 for the deed, three grand right here for the deed. And now I go work on the title issues while I hold the deed. You know what I mean? And he's got $3,000 out of the way. I I, I publish the notifications that there's going to be a court hearing. I pay the attorney 10 grand and I clean it up. Logan Bentley, former out out of San Antonio, I, I don't know this about him. Maybe we need to get him on the podcast, but this is, he's a real, he does meticulous deals. He deals with title issues and it's a great lead source. People go to title companies and they say, Hey, give me the last 20 deals y'all worked on that y'all couldn't close because of title issues. Give me the contacts of them. They give it to them. And then they come back and they work on the title issues. And they come back and close it through that title company. Cause you and I know the title company doesn't get paid anything for the work right. they do if they can't clear the title. So, if I'm paying Bryce McKinley money and I and, and and I have that kind of you have that person on your team that can help, are you that person? Do you how do you how do you network in and bring that? Because to me, that's more value. A lead, your lead generation software on its own is enough to get most people off the ground. When it right. comes to coaching and all that, I think expectations get set awfully high. People don't yeah. necessarily want me to do. So let me let me let me answer it so we don't run out of time. Uh, I wrote I wrote my notes on here. Not only do we have a video course where they can get most questions answered, if that isn't answered in the video course in the section of title, we also have two group coach, coaching calls that we have a topic. So this week, for example, we were talking about marketing. We were actually going through it, showing how the automation system works. And then on Thursday, so we do two group coaching calls a week. Most coaches don't ever even do one a month, 
where the actual coach is on the damn call. And that's one of the many reasons why I got pissed off and said, we need to start training because there's enough pie out there for everybody. Yeah, I'm doing 50 deals, you know, every month for the last five years, but that didn't stop you. That didn't stop New Western. There's enough pie out there for everybody. So I never get scared about bringing more people in. On the other hand, two group coaching calls a week, if they don't have that question on Tuesday or Thursday, then the following Tuesday or Thursday when it comes up, we're right there and going to walk them through it. Not only that, to the next level, we have hour-long blocks that they can book to where they can talk one-on-one with me or Chris or my other coaches that are in our company that have done deals. Do you have an attorney that you used to work with at your old company that would scrub these titles, or did y'all just let the ones with bad title go? I mean, how did, like, yeah. that, I mean, because it, it really is a, it's, it's a time deal. You know what I mean? Like, it's how yeah. much time you have in the deal. That's what makes yeah, it that's, so that's a great that's a great question. So when we were doing volume, it, we would typically go out. We would try to get at least two extensions up to sixty days and try, or ninety days and try, because typically things like that takes about forty five to sixty days. So we'd at least get out to ninety days, and we would work them. And we had a back office of admin that knows title, you know, and they would work them and and collaborate with the sellers and things like that. But after a certain point, we would just kick them out to, you know, guys like Jared and things like that, that we had in our network that are doing four or five a month that had the time to go do that because now my admin staff just doesn't have the time. And so we would have to cut it and they get the earnest money. Well, we, we didn't and dealing that. with the sellers, the sellers become time vacuums on title issues because right. they get they get really needy. They want to hear from you all the time. They want to know the status. They're trying to get some money. Um, I mean, I like I. I, I'm, I'm split 50, 50. I, you know, when we get a deal in, I, I just got a title commitment this morning on a contract I turned in last week, which is crazy. I've never seen the title company move that fast, but I'm reading through the issues. I'm reading, you know, there's, there's definitely schedule a issues on there. Like it's an affidavit of airship deal all the way, but they act like we were going to be able to close this week. And, you know, it's like, no, nah, title company. That's not the girl that's on the contract. Like that's her daughter. She's dead. You know what I mean? So, this is this is you know it's stuff like that that you know i catch that fast you know what i mean that i think the new person they'll get you know they get their funding in order they get everything and then obviously somebody's going to catch that mistake when doris doesn't show up elaine does you know what i mean like who the hell are you and now you're sitting there at the closing table and you realize you got to do an affidavit of airship and you got to track down dead husbands kids and like all kinds of goofy shit it's that it, do y'all offer that kind of one-on-one like overview? Is there a price point where you can get hands-on like that to keep people from making that mistake? To keep people yeah. because we know if you're looking forward to making that first thirty thousand dollars and you get to the closing table and the title company didn't realize the seller that they had on the schedule A is dead. You know what I mean? Simple mistake yeah. happens all the time. And the quick answer is yes. If if they have something like that. Every one of my coaching students has my cell phone number. Chris Cobb has a cell phone number. Our assistant, Sarah and Cynthia, they have their cell phone numbers. And we're also, you know, we've got a private secret Facebook group and a chat going on. They've got three or four ways to reach out if they need that support. The answer is absolutely okay. yes. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I think Pat disappeared on us. He's uh, He might be changing a diet. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> 
I'm here, yeah. It's rough. Usually she goes to school on these days, but she's sick. And I'm actually a parent that doesn't send his kid to school sick. I know that's like revolutionary these days, um, which is why... Value. Uh, that's massive value. If you want to be a good parent, don't send your kid to school sick because then every other kid gets sick and the parents get sick and then everyone continues to get sick like what we're experiencing today, folks. So if you really, really want to bring some massive value to the classroom, let's not send our kids into school sick. <laughs> but hey, my kid never goes to school. Like, matter of fact, she might end up going to San Antonio with me. I hope her. I've got a. As soon as I get off of here, I got to call her. My mom kid like, never hey, goes you, to school. She never goes to school. Like she, she's she. When she starts school next week, it's going to be, um, or next, not next week, in August. Um, it's going to be a real learning curve for both of us. She's going to be a. Savage. We got to wake up at a certain time in the morning. We got hey, to shower. Corey, I'm just going to tell you right now, from one single dad to another, it's going to be the best break but also nerve-wracking and scary as shit for the first week or Man, I don't know how you guys do the single dad thing. Like, even just today, trying to run the studio with the kid running around, it's like I can barely handle it. Yeah, oh, Like, dude, texting my right. wife, I'm like, this is so bad for business. We're, we have this, like, really great guy doing... on, and you're get home. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I met my future wife yesterday. because You say that every day. We're, we're at the studio in Propelio, and they didn't have no power. And Emery's like, just let me watch TV on your phone. I'm like, whatever, go, you know, watch it, like hang out. And then she goes and gets in the corners, like in the corner, like, like cuddled up all cold, trying to get warm because it's cold as shit in there because we had the garage door open. And the, the girl that I'm interviewing, Cheyenne, she's like, here, take this jacket and this and that. Got her all warmed up, set up with a pillow. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm a bad parent. She's like, no, I'm like, like, you know what? Being cold on the concrete will build character later, like. Later on in life, she'll be like, um, yeah, I don't want to be cold on the concrete, so I'm going to get me a job. That's what I'll, At least that's how I play it back in my head. But really, we were all just trying to get the studio up and going, and, and Emery was watching TV and not complaining. So a mom's got to step in and notice that there's a cold kid in the room. But anyways, Bryce, how can people find you? Where do they need to get in touch with you? What's your website? Um, you've got a Facebook group. Uh, don't you um, – Platinum, is that – there's, there's yeah, a lot of – so I have um, Virtual Wholesaling 101, Prospecting Objections and Rebuttal. It's an open group. Um, anybody can join. There is an application. There's absolutely no ads. There's no posting properties, nothing. It's just free training. I haven't done any lives in it this year because last two years, every Wednesday I went live. And every Wednesday, there's you know a couple hundred recordings in there where I'm role-playing uh, cold calling, prospecting, that's virtual home selling 101. But if you want to know more about our program, if you go to the link that uh, Pat put in the header there, it's wholesalingholytrail.com, or you can go to leadgenerationfreedom.com, and either one of those has information from different perspectives and testimonials. We've actually got on leadgenerationfreedom.com, we've got, I think it's an eight or 10 page PDF that you can download and have like course of action steps. Like if you just do these eight steps, you'll get free leads and you'll have better conversations. So we've got massive value there. I've been wanting to say. Yeah. 
And that's free. That's something you're doing for free to help people make money. Also, check out Propelio. Exactly. Just get started like you always say. Right. Uh, I'm working on, I recorded a whole bunch of content on my in conversations with Propelio, get in their academy. And I'm working, I've got a couple slides left. They should have it by the end of the week. And maybe in the next week or two, I don't know their production time, but there's a whole course on NLP and how to conversate better and have more intentional conversations that sound natural. And uh, yeah, leadgenerationfreedom.com or wholesellingholygrail.com. Those are the two websites or the virtual wholesaling group. If you want to see me live and in action on the phone, I still make calls. I still effing grind. But I'm not out there, you know, I, I look at it like this. I've got mad respect for you guys that are out there driving. So don't think that I do. I'm not putting you down. I couldn't do it. It's just like my wife. I just got married a couple months ago. She's a nurse. Love her to death. Right. Change baby diapers that aren't mine and stick needles in kids. I just couldn't do it. So I've got respect for her. So I've got respect for you guys. I love you guys in this community. And I just want to add value. And so... I don't remember where the hell I was going. No, I love it, dude. Look, you're you're talking about the driving for dollars. I don't. I think people think I drive for dollars all the time. I don't. I'm I'm just always driving. Yeah. I may as well drive for dollars. Like it's like, <laughs> it, it's it's kind of it's kind of like this. I'm already if it. I could not. I could not sit in an office like that. Is just it's not my cards. I can't do it. I I don't want to look at deals, but I want to look at deals. You know what I mean? It's like it's like. I, I've got to go do something. Here, here's, what I would, here's what I would propose for you because I was like that. Always being on the road, you know, traveling and doing sales consulting with dealerships all over the country, right? I was that guy. I hated sitting in the office. When I found this, I can show you my time blocking schedule. Um, actually, it's out of my other, it's in my chair. I only work on my business or in my business from like two to five. So I can, if you can sit down and you already do it, brother, you get in and scrub list and all that. If you can have a system that's just automatically generating and all you got to do is talk to hot, motivated leads, it's a no brainer. Those same two or three hours that you're spending in there doing those things. I look at it like this. I do that, have intentional conversations. And now I get to go to all the athlete events that Cranston. No, yeah, no, yeah. I, I get it. Like, try, I get it. that's why I, I do it. But, but me, like, I mean, my role in the business, like, I've got a $300,000 rehab or an apartment complex. You know what I mean? I've got to go check on the progress of it. I've got to go check on the progress of our new let, let me ask you this, Corey. Why do you feel that you have to do it if you took a week to train somebody and make that well, a decision? No, 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 no. I, 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 because they didn't give that person that gave me $800,000 to do that project. They didn't give it to my my hired on guy. Okay, I got you. I that hundred thousand the next time. I don't. I don't. I. I've got to go out there. I've got to shop the materials. I've got to chew the ass. I'm holding back two invoices right now for the guy because he hadn't done the punch out list for him. I've got four thousand dollars waiting on him just as soon as he does some trim work. But he's he wants to be getting a pissing match. I'll keep his money forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like I don't. It, it, that, that's my role in the business. Now, yeah, this right. is this is how, and and look, there it's it's a completely different deal. Like I look over the fence all the time because I, 
a, a while back, and I'll have to dig this out because I really, it, it's something that changed my life and changed my perspective. Somebody offered me $100,000 to coach them in real estate, okay? They wanted me to teach them multifamily. Now, understand I make $1,300 a month. So I'm looking at the 100000 real hard. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm glaring at it. Like that 100000 I could, I'm just thinking, like I'm not thinking about a Lambo. I'm not thinking about that, but I'm thinking about the ease and comfort I could have with that 100000 But then I yeah. looked at the flip side of the 100000 What strings are attached to it? If somebody's paying you $100,000, what do you think they expect you to do? And I don't, I was like, man, do I want to put them expectations on myself? Do I want to bear that burden when, when they don't feel like they got their money's worth, when they don't like property management because property management fucking sucks. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. we were just on the phone with somebody that's got a water leak, you know what I mean? This idiot has a fucking water leak. I hope she finds this and she can fucking eat my ass with a spoon. This dumb uh -huh. She has a water leak. We we sent everybody out there to fix the water leak. She had like a hundred and sixty dollar water bill, right? We're, we told her we're gonna pay the water bill. Just shut up. The she's she gets nine hundred dollars a month from the city of her eleven hundred dollars rent. She pays two hundred dollars a month for rent, two hundred, and she gets a water bill that's like a hundred and twenty dollars, and it's got a late fee on it and everything else. And she's all pissed off at us because she says the water leak's still happening. So she gets the city involved. She gets all this bullshit. As soon as I hit that hurdle, that person that pays me $100,000 can't deal with Susie Dumbass. That can't, there's no water leak. You know what I mean? But now we're having to deal with that. That's why we got the office staff. You know what I mean? But that's what financial freedom looks like. If you want to collect $150,000 a month in rent and walk away with, you know, $50,000, $60,000 a month, you're going to have to deal with people that have water leaks. So you tell me, you know what I mean? Do you want to make money when you're asleep? And deal with a, uh, one lady with a water leak every once in a while, but that person that's got a hundred thousand dollars that wants to pay you to coach them, they're probably a little bit too bushy to deal with the water leak. They're probably a little bit too bushy to deal with the deal stuff that Witherspoon went out and looked at the other day, where the apartment right above one apartment was shitting onto the other apartment, like the, the line broke and shit landed on the toilet below it. It was the craziest thing ever. But we got an insurance claim on it. We're not going to pay for that. But that's kind of stuff that. People hey, Corey, real, real quick, I. I love your I love your perspective on that, right? There's always yeah. two sides to every point. Here's my thought when I hear that. I'm thinking, well, shit. You said I wouldn't want that expectation on me. I would set the proper expectation on them. This is all I can do. And that's why I say I don't know about multifamily. I don't know trailer parks. I don't know, you know. Right. Rehab, I don't know any of that. And that's where a lot of these gurus, they get you hooked on this big dream and what could happen. Sure, that could happen. But I'm going to get, you know, I, my famous wow. quote that a lot of our members are saying is, I don't know everything, but I know enough to get your results. And I'll tell you right now, in that situation, I would say, I can get you results. Here's the expectation. Why wouldn't you? take that money as long as the expectations were what you and yep. him agreed upon, not not what uh, he's dictating and coming back. And if he has a bad experience like what we do, I don't want the bad press. If you can't do what we've told you to do and we track it with accountability measures and things like that, I'll give you your money back. See, I don't care that's, about look, That's where I got mad respect for people like you because here's, here's, here's what I couldn't do. I couldn't even build whatever the accountability schedule, whatever that is, 
I can't build that. Like my mind don't even, my mind, when I hear schedule, when I hear schedule, I get, I'm like, oh, that sucks. What? Like I got a fishing pole in my trunk right now. I got Emory's reels broke on it. So it's a little piece of shit, but I've got a fishing pole in my trunk right now. And I dread the day that me and Emory are buzzing down a road and I see a pond and it's a pretty day. And I can't jump that fence and get in that pond because my schedule won't allow it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's just and it's just a different approach. But that accountability well, schedule is something that you can build because you operate on schedule. You can build that out. When this guy offers me $100,000, here's where my mind goes right then. I'm going to go do the work for you. I'm going to get to your 100000 back. You know what I mean? And I'm going to tell you to shut up there. You got it. You know what I mean? You got your money's worth because you don't have any money in this anymore. Our arrangement's over. But then I, I start breaking it down to the time. And I'm like, do I have time to dick with this right now? Do I want to give up the deal, the, the 57 units that just came in in West Texas? Do I want to give up that 57 units to him to get him his 100000 back? Or do I want to pull $400,000 out of it on a refi tax-free in a year after I get it stabilized? Yeah, and you've you got to where you are because you're a smart guy. You're well, smarter than you yourself credit for. And that circumstance was a circumstance and not a situation. It was no, no, that, no, but, that based on those circumstances, you made a smart decision. And knowing those other factors, that makes perfect sense. No, and, and I'm, but I look over the fence all the time. Believe me, I look over the fence. When we do the masterminds, the, the coolest thing about our little $100 mastermind is this. Pat gets to keep all, all the money. Pat needs money. He lives in California. He's got goals and expectations. If we can make Pat $10,000 a month doing masterminds, that's life-changing for Pat. What happened to me was Mike Bolin, who's now, who I guess I can consider um, uh, Mike a friend, can I, Pat? Me and, well, yeah, of course. Mike's the man. He comes out from Napa Valley, California to Tyler, Texas to hang out. Mike was at, at the REI meetup in Tyler. You were there. Yeah. Mike's there. Mike's done $17 million deals. He bought a warehouse just to store his moderati in in Napa Valley. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I get to get around a guy like that because we have the mastermind. Now, I know in my heart of hearts, me and Mike are going to figure out a deal that's going to work for us, and we're going to partner on that deal. He's oh. going to bring all of his real estate experience. I'm going to bring the fire and the heat and the energy and the work, and we're going to go make a deal work. You know what I mean? And we might yeah. both make a billion dollars or some crazy shit. We don't even know. You know what I mean? <laughs> but 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 that's that's how I look at it. Like I'm like, I love doing the masterminds because it blows people's minds when you yeah. put this information for them. And you see it every day too, because everybody's they hit that first wall or hurdle and they're just they just need that nudge to get over. You might be able to catapult them to the to the eighth story in a week. You know what I mean? For me, yeah. I just want to open their mind up to be like, hey, if you ask these questions, if you ask these questions to the right people, you'll get to a point because not everybody has the money to hire you right now. They yeah. they they might have to first get on the internet with some free content and, and join that out. free group. He said he has a free group. No, no, but but they but they might have to first get a plan in place to where they're making eight ten dollars an hour right now. They might All have right. a plan in place to get that skill set up to twenty dollars an hour. You know what I mean? They might yeah. have. To, and I'm glad you said that, Corey, because if you guys are still watching this live on live where we're providing the massive value, right. uh, just so that you guys know, if you do go to one of the sites and you do book a call, I'm not there to sell. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't need your business. I want it, but I don't right, need it. Right, right. And, and what's going to happen is two things. One, if you're stuck or you need that nudge that Corey's talking about, 
we're going to figure out what that is. And two, I'm going to give you real-time action steps to get there. Y'all can go search Dr. Manda Glenn. She just got out of school, finished her doctorate, and she doesn't have the money. We talked two days ago. She just got her first deal under contract. And because of a phone call and the steps, the three steps that I told her to take is just write the contract and make the offer and follow it up with the follow-up call. See. And then follow it up the next day with the follow-up call if they didn't like it. Corey's going to jump out of his pants now. (laughs) Holy shit. If you follow up, two of the three steps are follow up. Yes. Holy shit. You just signed the contract this morning, and we've already got The computer is about to explode with massive value. This is where I get excited. She has not paid for my coaching, and she didn't have it a week ago. But in two to three weeks, she's going to have her first deal Seventy-five thousand dollar a son, dude, and that's the kind of stuff you know. When I people are in these big wholesaling groups, and 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 I love the big wholesaling groups, but they they attract the people that want to put in the the most minimal effort or money and get out the most results. So this lady, she inboxes me and this and that, and I and and she's asking something. I don't remember what it was, and I told her a service to sign up for. It might have been Propelio. And my, I think it was Propelio and said, I don't have $89 a month. And I'm like, well, then you're not even ready. You know what I mean? Right. Like you you're not ready. Bucks. You're not ready for the, you're not ready for any of this. If you don't have $89 a month, how could you possibly expect if you don't have that to invest to go out and do anything? You know what I mean? You've, you can take a different route to work, but it's still going to cost you money to get access to the, per, the, the, the phone numbers and everything, your time. There are places you can get free. But eighty dollars a month is is such a low barrier to entry that if you don't have that, you got to figure out how to get the eighty nine dollars first. You know what I mean? The yep, first step absolutely. is that. Um, gotta go. Bryce is Bryce has got to roll, baby. He's got deals to do, and that's again why He's I didn't want. Buttons. I didn't want to waste anybody's time today. I made it work the best that I could. So thank you for your time, um, you guys. Um, wholesalingholygrail.com is how you can schedule an appointment with Bryce and he's going to give it to you real just like he did on here which is exactly why we had him on tons of people have been asking us questions uh get Bryce McKinley on get Bryce McKinley on and again uh what was it the three keys to success two of them were following up you guys guess what that means that means that no matter what business you're in that means no matter what business you're in 66% of the is doing the work Doing the work. It doesn't matter what system you have. If you don't do the work, it's over. So um, anyway, dude, Bryce, we love you, man. Thank you so much for coming on and breaking it down. And um, we'll see you guys soon. Love you guys. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Bryce.